Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us. All right, well, welcome. Today we have Lisa on the podcast, and we're so excited you're here. Thank you. Now, we met through your Instagram, and you had a little thing at your house on capsule wardrobes, right? Yeah, it was a a dinner that I hosted with um, really another fellow Instagram friend, and she's super knowledgeable about fashion, Mm -hmm. so we partnered together. Tell us a little bit about you, your family, help us, help our listeners get to know you just a little bit more. Well, um, I grew up in Tulsa, um, and I'm an artist and a wife and a mother. I have two sweet boys. Brooks is nine and, um, Sullivan is five and we homeschool, but I love uh, reading. I love traveling the world and I love being creative. So anything with creativity. It just brings me so much joy. And then I love researching health. So anything I find out about, I love to share that. Um, But more than that, just um, a healthy lifestyle. And to me, that encompasses a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners, if you're not following her on Instagram, it's Lizzie Loves Health. And if you're like me, you're going to just be inspired by all her healthy living because oh thank you (laughs) I look at it I'm like yes I should do that (laughs) but you also talk about style and capsule wardrobes which is really inspiring and just as a side note your boys are so sweet oh thank you they were so great to my son yesterday and I was I left so blessed just watching him follow your boys around and he looked like such a big kid running with them. He did. He, it was so sweet. We, um, you know, as homeschoolers, you grow up just kind of learning to be with all ages. And that's, that's something that I really enjoy is um, not having to only play with your age group. And so that's just something I grew up doing. And so I think in turn, I've grown up having friends of all ages. And I just, I think that's really important for all kids to be able to get along with different ages. So yeah, we had so much fun yesterday. We just, we kept giggling all his cute little things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he told my husband when he got home, I mean, he told him over and over, I need a scooter for Christmas. This is oh, a thing. Man. I need a scooter. But he thinks all Christmas boys is do. today. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay. So um, Lisa, I would love to hear a little bit about You know, you've talked about like your family and the things that you value, but I would just love to hear how, what are the things that you feel like you are meant to bring into the world, right? So um, we talked about your Instagram account and kind of the name of it, but just talk to us a little bit about the things that make you passionate. Like what are the things that make you tick and the things that you feel like when I'm sharing with people, this is my message. These are the things that matter to me. Mm, that's so good. What a, an amazing question. Well, I really, um, I love to live intentional and I feel like it's really important to know 
what your goals are and your priorities in your life. And I have been through probably this last year and a half has been really difficult. We've had some loss and um, just had some things going on in our family that's really made me rethink what I'm doing, not only long-term, but in my heart, what am I going after? And so I've just kind of spent, I, uh, really not even just the year, last year and a half, but the last couple of years kind of course correcting and really trying to live with my intentions and being disciplined and really having a, like living within self-control. So that's when, that's what I've been asking the Lord to do. So within those things, the things that are important to me are people and relationships and connecting with people and really sharing that not only can you live a healthy life, but I think if you um, spend time taking care of yourself, you can really do what God's called you to do. And so I feel like the Lord's been showing me so many different ways how health is not just what you eat and it's not what you don't eat and it's not supplements, but it is being active, being happy, being joyful and looking for the positive in every single day. And even when things are hard, can you go back to the thing that um, really your life's built on, which for me, it's the Lord. And so... Um, I, I have really been trying to take all of those, um, feelings that have really just inspired me to be intentional and to share them with other women so that they feel, um, inspired to be their best, to live yeah. intentional for, for really what the Lord's called them to do, but also to be, I love I love the saying that iron sharpens iron and that's what I really yeah. hope that I am. And it's, it's not a, let's put out a false, you know, facade of my life. That's not it at right. all. It's, I want to put things out that inspire people that mm -hmm. say, Oh my goodness, I could do that. That's so simple. Or that's so inspiring when someone's, you know, vulnerable and they're talking about change. They're talking about like heart change and things going mm -hmm. on. I, I feel like, um, the Lord has taught me to want less <laughs> this past yeah. year and a half. It's just about less, like less stuff, less mm -hmm. chasing after and just more time, more quiet and more solitude. So those are, that is like a super roundabout answer, but there's so many things that have been going on in my heart that the Lord has just said, you really just want me. <laughs> You really yeah. want me and you, you need to study the word. You need to spend time with me every day because I really crave peace and mm -hmm. I really crave consistency. And I want to be someone that can help people feel their best when they're around me. Like, I just feel like I can do what I'm called to do. And so really intentionality is the thing that has been coming to my heart over and over and over. That's great. And that comes across so well. I mean, gosh, yesterday playing with your boys, it was so evident that that's what you're teaching them as well. So. Oh, thank you. Well, and I love what you're talking about because, you know, a lot of our listeners may not be um, Christian. They may not be people who, you know, 
would say that, you know, Jesus is that central figure in their life. But I love this idea of being rooted down into um, intention, right? And this idea of being rooted down into those deep spaces. And I Mm -hmm. think that as we do that, we're going to be drawn into this bigger story. We're going to be drawn into um, this intentional way of living. And, um, and I think, you know, Lisa, you were talking about sorrow and I think sorrow and loss is one of the most beautiful doorways. Um, Maybe beautiful is the wrong word. I would say maybe sorrow and loss are one of the most direct doorways into intention right like because you see it you see life is frail or you see um my my choices matter or you see what i value uh actually like is the things that i spend my time on and my money on and so um i think uh, i'm so grateful for your voice that essentially is saying you know as i've experienced loss i've learned like a lot of the things um they're fine, but it's, you know, this is not the central focus. I even, you know, I've, uh, I've done several whole thirties as far mm-hmm. as just eating well or whatever. Um, but I think even those kind of things, they can become very obsessive, right? Like we yes. can begin to obsess over like, what am I eating and what am I, you know, and loss helps us reevaluate, uh, really the, the, not that we don't eat well, you mm-hmm. know, Mm-hmm. But the value systems that go into that. It's so true. And I think I was getting um, real stressed out on if I was eating perfect and if I was being an example at all times to every single person, you know, that saw me eat something. Mm-hmm. And it it was stealing some of my joy. Mm-hmm. And I have come to realize through lots and lots of research that um, peacefulness a peaceful heart can be healing. And so mm-hmm. to, to balance out the stress of the do's and the don'ts and, you know, doing this and all this kind of stuff, sometimes quiet and peacefulness is, is as healing as an organic meal. And I love that. it's not, um, it's not the stress and the pressure and, you know, the calorie counting and all that stuff. That's, I don't really think that's true health. I mean, health is, um, it's so physical, but it is incredibly emotional. And so getting your heart right, getting your heart to a place where you can quiet it and getting and get in touch with what your body needs, which I just really believe um, our intuition is really powerful if we can tap into that. And mm-hmm. your body might need sunshine and fresh air and you may not stress about what kind of snack you're bringing. You know what I mean? I think yeah. we can we can kind of really throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, that, you know, we just, you know, everything has to be perfect. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that it has to be non-GMO and organic and know this and know that. And I think um, there's a real huge balance to all the things that our body needs to be healthy. So I'm learning Mm -hmm. to let go of that stress and that pressure of health and really trying to embrace a peaceful balance. I love that. So I would love for you to then transition. Um, you know, Kara talked about that one of the, that when she met you, it was at this event where yeah. you were talking about 
capsule wardrobe. Is that right? It was. In personal style. Yeah. So I would just love to hear, you know, as you've recentered, as you have, um, you know, dug deep down into these spaces, how has that affected your view, right? Your perspective on all of that, you know, that world and those things and like the way that the things that you value or the choices you make in particularly in fashion and in, right. you know, dressing yourself. And has it just been kind of like, who cares? <laughs> or has it just been like, it's made me value this more or this less or kind of see this in a new way? Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I have really had a little bit of an evolution within my fashion. We're in a transition period right now because we're living with my mom and in, in remodeling a home kind of towards the end of it. But um, my my fashion overall is I'm a creative. And so I've always loved having a lot of clothes and I've loved having a variety of clothes. I've loved having choices. Like that's what's so hard about vacationing is because I love, I don't know what mood I'll be in. And that's the truth. I right. mean, I don't know what I'm going to want to, I don't know what color I'm going to want to wear. And um, so for so many years, I, I kind of let that be my crutch is that, um, I may not want to wear it now or in the next month, but next month it might tickle my fancy. So I'm going to keep all yeah. of that. And it, it really got to the point where I felt suffocated from all the stuff. And so mm-hmm. I read, um, Jennifer L. Scott's book, um, lessons from Madame Chic, and my heart just really wanted something that was a guideline of how to simplify, not change my style, but simplify um, my closet so I could manage it. And then um, I really wanted to tap into what do I love to wear? And to me, that's really different than what's in style (laughs) because I don't necessarily want to wear everything that's in style. I want to wear really clothes that bring me joy and things that I feel, I feel like my true self in. And I feel the most like me when I have something vintage on or something that's feminine so feminine mm-hmm. details, they, I, they just feel like the real me. And in the summer, I, I pretty much live in dresses and sandals. And I put on a dress and sandals and I'm just, I, I just feel ready to go. So the spring and summer are really easy for me um, to just, you know, find some really beautiful pieces or sew some dresses. And then um, I feel ready to go. The fall winter, which I know everyone loves more, is, is a little harder for me because the layering and I get cold very easily. So yeah. um, with with that, I'm, I'm still trying to find my favorite things for fall and winter. Um, but I just, I gravitate toward things that are very unique. And that's, I think one of the reasons why I like sewing things or, you know, changing things up so that no one else has them. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because if you're following along on her Instagram and her Instagram stories, she'll show you these pieces that she has created and sewn. Or just a few weeks ago, you took a dress and made it a shirt. Yeah. I love that. Can you kind of talk about, talk about that and what inspires you to, to create clothes and to repurpose them? And maybe even a word of encouragement to our listeners on, even if they don't sew, what are some ways they can 
rethink those things? Yeah, well, um, it really did start um, years ago when my mom taught me how to sew. And I loved the idea. I love any, any textile. I'm just really drawn to fabric. And I'm drawn to pattern and weaving and anything that I, that looks handmade. I just, I don't know why. I think it's the artist in me that I just, I, my eyes are drawn to it. Embroidery. I love anything that's yeah. embroidered. So um, I started noticing, you know, I would go to an estate sale and there would be a dress for like $3 and 25 cents. And it looked like it was probably two sizes bigger, but just maybe at the waist or maybe in the back, it was a little bit bigger. And so I started looking at my clothes, like how do you, how do clothes look tailored? Well, there's like a dart in the back or things are just taken in. So I just started experimenting and I would turn it inside out. I would put it on myself, pin it a little bit, and then just start experimenting with the sewing machine and seeing, you know, can this piece be made to fit like a modern version of what, you know, whoever Mm -hmm. wore this back in the 60s or 70s and then I get such a kick out of that no one else has it like I don't know why that just it cracks me up because I just think you know I have this dress and not only does no one else have it but it's repurposed and so there's a part of ethical shopping that um, is so wonderful which is investing in people that are you know, this is their livelihood. But then there's the other side of ethical shopping, which is um, consigning and Mm -hmm. vintage shopping, which I'm, I've always been drawn to. And when I heard, first heard about ethical shopping, I felt a little discouraged. And then my co-host Michelle said, half of your wardrobe is vintage. That is shopping ethically because it's being used again. So Then I just, oh, I was relieved immediately. And I said, you're right. You know, I didn't know about this other side of um, the fast fashion world. I truly didn't. I didn't know about it. And then I did. And I thought, well, how can I change everything? And she said, you don't need to change everything. You know, you're doing, you're sewing, you're buying, um, you know, you're buying vintage things. And I call it uh, a vintage refashion. So I I shorten a dress or um, do some things like that. And You know, honestly, if you have a sewing machine or a friend with a sewing machine, it is, it's as easy as turning the fabric over, pinning it and sewing a hem. I mean, that's as, that's about as simple. You could get started right there, even if you don't have experience sewing. Now, if that doesn't interest you, you can still find vintage pieces and combine them with modern things to really make them look, you know, up to date. I think that's such a fun thing. Um, Or find a great tailor. Yeah, exactly. Or someone who really likes to do that. I, I am all about budget. We don't have a huge budget for clothing and I don't even want to change that ever. You know, like I don't want some massive budget for clothing. um, But I love the challenge that a smaller budget gives you because Mm -hmm. it helps you to be creative. And I think it really helps you look at your closet a little bit different. Um, it's like giving yourself permission to change anything that you don't wear very much and make it a piece you would wear. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. How did you figure out what are your, what's your style, right? Like how did you discover it's feminine pieces, it's dresses and sandals? Like what was that process of discovery for you? Oh man. Well, you know, I'll be really honest. I have three beautiful sisters and 
it was very, my style was very confusing growing up because I would look at what they would wear and I would try to wear what they were wearing or I would try the trends and you know how you just don't feel comfortable in your own skin that that yeah. was you know the struggle for many years it I think I really gained the most confidence when I moved um, out of the house when I got married so we my husband and I have been married almost 15 years so I've been trying to experiment with what are things that I gravitate towards and then um oh I'm sorry I think that was my mom's computer <laughs> sending a notification um I was like that was really loud um okay so when when I moved out and got married I noticed that there were things that would come in fashion that I didn't like and I would kind of go oh and I, I it made me realize the things that I don't like I love the opposite of. So I would see yeah. a woman in a white button down t-shirt with trousers, all very masculine. And I would say, oh, oh, I don't like that at all. I would look terrible in that. And I, once I identified that I don't like looking masculine, it made me realize it's because I love things that are feminine. And I just, I love things that um, are tailored and that, that fit very well and that are flattering. And those things tend to be more feminine on me. And I like things that are a little bit more free and that even though they're feminine and vintage, they're very comfortable. So I, every day I still am dressing for comfort because, you know, I'm a mom for one, but, um, I, I think it's more practical to keep up with that kind of style. I love that. And I know for me, when we met at your house at this dinner, that is the big thing that I took away was wear what you love. Yes. Don't necessarily look at the trends. Don't feel like you have to fit yourself into what other people are doing. What do you love? How can you own your personal style and, and go with it? And as you're shopping, and this is big in the ethical world because you may be spending more. Right only keep what you love yes and you feel good in and you feel like yourself in and that really is the nugget I took out of that event and I will order something ethical it's delivered I put it on and I'm like this is a beautiful piece does not look good on me I do not love it right I don't feel like myself I don't feel beautiful in it you know what I'm gonna send it back beautiful piece love your company but it's going back it's so true. And that gives you the freedom to, to try things. And I think I still make mistakes. I still make mistakes in trying something. I think I'll really like it, but it, the fit's just not right. Or, you know, yeah. the actual everyday wear of it doesn't really make sense. And, and then I'll, I give myself the freedom to return things. And I, I still think clothes should be fun. Like, I don't think that they should be so serious. I think, um, you know, we should be able to move in them and do the things we need to do. But um, I am, I'm a believer in comfort, but I'm, I'm also a believer in looking presentable always and, um, I love that valuing how you look and, you know, putting yourself mm -hmm. together in a way where you just look your best for that day, not because you're going to see someone and just for nobody else, but you and the trend of super casual, I think it looks lazy and, I, I really struggle with, you know, are we just kind of copping out and just doing the very easiest thing 
with clothing. I think you guys know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the active wear trend is what I'm referring to. <laughs> yes. And I, there's nothing wrong with being active, you know, if even if you're active every day, but nobody is active 24 hours a day. And so oh, right. I think it's, um, I personally don't want to be known as a person who does what's easiest. And I feel like that's the representation that you give to the world. I do what's the very easiest because I don't put myself as a priority. And maybe, maybe those women are not saying that, but that's, that's what I get. And I, it could sound harsh, but I feel like what's the balance of, yes, I worked out today or yes, you know, I just want something easy. I think you can do all of that within your personal style. Well, and I think too, it's really important to say that like, there's definitely seasons of style too. Right. That's like, true. And what I've noticed is that a lot of times, and this is a lot of my own story and the story I'm in and the story I'm like journeying through, I guess, where, where my personal style is concerned is I had a whole bunch of babies real close together. Mm-hmm. And so, and my husband was uh, in uh, like an 80 hour a week job. And so so there was a season of my life that was survival mode, mm-hmm. right? Like I had one in diapers and breastfeeding one and like we're in survival mode and with lots of little babies. And then that season, there was a, it was a yoga pant season, right? Like, I mean, we are in survival mode. But what I've noticed with a lot of women I know and friends of mine is there comes this moment of like lifting up your head mm, <laughs> from yes. that season. Yep. And that's, I think, the turning point or at least the choice point where you can essentially say, what does it mean to begin to value myself again? Because I love that that's what you said, you know, that essentially I think a lot of that comes down to, I mean, look, if you're a professional CrossFitter and you wear workout clothes all the time because you're literally working out all the time, fine. But for most of us, there comes a point where it's like, Putting on something that makes me feel beautiful is a part of reclaiming oftentimes, because I think it's often reclaiming for us as moms and even maybe for us as women, you know, there's reclaiming my identity, um, reclaiming my value and my worth. And then I think too, as we get older, you know, I'm looking at 40 and I think as we get older, it's also, we go through these, at least I have found, I go through these seasons where it's also now reevaluating. Yes. Like super cute on me at 23 (laughs) maybe not I can't pull that off in the same way or whatever and so um but I just love that you talk about how um our clothes and how we dress ourselves can really reflect a value statement of what we believe about ourselves so it doesn't mean we all look the same right it just means we're valuing ourselves yes and I I agree with the season I think the, the book, The Lessons from Madame Chic, she talked about that everyone's style changes about every decade. So I mm-hmm. think it's really good to say this may not be my style forever. And the truth is it's not a season forever. And that is so, there's so much freedom in that and knowing, okay, you know, I don't, I'm not going to have little ones forever, but yet, oh, I'm not going to have little ones forever. You know, just right. saying what is practical right now Um, but what, you know, after you get through survival mode, which I, I totally agree newborn phase is like, like no other, um, when they, when they get a little bit older and, um, 
you know, you're actually like doing things a lot of the day, you know, where you're going out. I think um, that is, can be a fun season. I think we can look forward to it as something where, okay, who am I now? And what represents me? And see it as a fun challenge and um, a way to um, can reconnect with yourself of because you're not yeah. the same person that you were 10 years ago. So you don't have to necessarily wear all the same clothes that you, oh, for sure. you wore 10 years ago or five yeah. years ago. <laughs> and that's too where these seasons and, and like, I remember when my son came home the first 30 days, I'm a new parent and he was sick and, but I had a wardrobe that I loved. So when I could, I knew I had to get out of the yoga pants mm -hmm. because it was wearing on my soul because I enjoy getting dressed. I enjoy dresses. And one day my friend came over and I was in a pretty black dress and had makeup on, but I didn't have to think about it much because I just went to my closet and I pulled out something I knew that I loved. Right. And... I was sitting on the porch with a kid that was sick and I felt so much more confident and I don't know, I felt more like myself for sure in a season of like, who am I? What am I doing? Oh, I totally agree. And motherhood is, is a season like no other because you're constantly evaluating and what, you know, am I doing what's right? Am I doing enough? And then you add in homeschooling. <laughs> so am I enough yeah. as a teacher? And then, you know, you're the personal chef and um, house cleaner and all of these things at once. And I think when you spend the time to find your style and do a small capsule wardrobe, it is so amazing how you go to your clothes and there's a little connection to confidence, to, to the things that yeah. you know about yourself that are good. Mm -hmm. And then it helps you you know, make good choices the rest of the day. I mean, I, I think um, confidence begets more confidence and right. you know, valuing yourself begets valuing yourself again. And so every time you take those steps in that direction, they're not just clothes. It's a I decision, you know, it's a decision that you make every day that I'm going to take a couple minutes and put something together that I love. But yet on the other hand, it saves you so much time when you do the work up front. And I, I don't know mm -hmm. if you girls meal plan, but I always say a capsule wardrobe is like meal planning for like a month. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you take the time, you look at the pantry, which is like looking at your wardrobe. You, you take all the ingredients, you list them out, you kind of figure out the formulas, which is, you know, your recipes. And then you do the work so that every day, you know what you're going to wear, or you yeah. know, in an instance for meal planning, you know what you're going to cook that night. And it saves so much time and it saves stress and it's one less decision you have to make or think about. And um, it's, it's really spending that time up front saying, I'm just going to sit down and do it. And then you reap the benefits, not only for a week or a month, but for months. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you. Oh, it's just so <laughs> lovely to talk to you. And I really wish, like, I feel like we could talk for forever because I just, I'm just like soaking it all in. Like, I need to value myself. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, I'm over here like, I need to, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. I really, you know, I'm like, I need to, I need to, I need more comfortable clothes. Like, not comfortable, like, back, like, extended waistband, although, you know, maybe sometimes, but more like 
like I feel super confident and so beautiful. So I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. But oh, you're welcome. Last question before we are done. We would love for you to tell us about a recent purchase you made that you're loving, you know, for your wardrobe. Okay. Or fixed up, sewed up, whatever. Okay. And then what are you looking for? Like what's like ahead for you in a purchase? Mm, Oh, that's good. Um, Well, I just, um, I had some black jeans kind of die on me. They were the, you know, ripped knees and they ripped wide open. So I had to put them aside and retire them and figure out what I was going to do with them. And I, I bought a pair of black jeans from Everlane and I could wear them every single day. And (laughs) they are the perfect jean. Um, they're, they're high waisted, which I really love. And I feel like they look good layered with, you know, a jacket or a sweater or, or a, you know, thinner t-shirt tucked in. I feel like they just, they were just Uh, the best purchase that I have made in a very long time. So I'm very pleased with them. And the crazy part is that the ethical pair are, were less expensive than the other pair that I bought from urban outfitters that ripped on me. So, um, who would have thought, um, (laughs) who would have thought that that would have happened. And I think those black jeans lasted me like a year and a half. So I am very curious to see how long these jeans will, um, will last for me. And then the, the purchase that I have on my mind, it's like a dream purchase, meaning I haven't seen it, but I know what I want. Um, I was, I love anything, um, Parisian or European. So I, I saw this sketch of a girl with like black pants on and this like beautiful vintage coat. And it was just like a statement jacket. And so I've had in my head, that could be one of my looks for fall and winter where like the the jacket is just all that I need. And that's really what people are seeing. So I'm on the hunt for a vintage kind of statement jacket. And that's that I, I have my sights set on it and I'm, I'll be patient. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming today and talking to us and everybody go follow her on Instagram. And we just so appreciate your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Go get a Starbucks drink and (laughs) uh, just enjoy the rest of your day.